What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He's the dude, you know what I'm saying? Nicole and Jamal. What does a successful season look like? Michael Porter, Aaron Gordon, Nicole Yopich, that's your starting front line. You're listening to the Chicken Nuggets Podcast. Grill. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Chicken Nuggets Podcast. On your Denver Stiffs Network, I'm your host, Jenna Garcia. You can follow me and all the work that I do at Vita Viva Diva on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. TikTok's a great place to follow me right now just because I'm posting a lot of pics there. Um, and yeah, if you want to make money betting, this podcast is brought to you by Play Maverick Sportsbook and the Grand Z Casino. Definitely download the Play Maverick Sportsbook if you're trying to bet in Colorado and you want the best lines. That's the place to do it. It's the easiest sports book I've ever used. I love the interface and of course you want to shop the best lines so it's great to get one that has really good lines and um, obviously access to a casino close by. The Grand Z is a great spot to watch games and of course um, you're going to want to stop up there for March Madness at some point great idea for a little staycation to go up to the Grand Z, watch the March Madness this coming weekend, next weekend, you know, the final couple weeks in March, and then have a place to stay. And you can play table games while you watch the games. There's tons of space in the sports book at the Grand Z. It's a great spot if you're looking to, to gamble a little bit and watch games at the same time. On today's episode, we get to catch up with C.J. Holmes of the San Francisco Chronicle, formerly with The Athletic, and before that, with way before that, with Auburn Basketball. Um, C.J. is new to the Warriors beat, but since the Warriors are, were in town Monday and are going to be playing against the Nuggets again on Thursday night, we figured we'd do a quick pod so that everybody knows kind of what to expect between these two teams. What's up, CJ? Thank you so much for being on with 
the Chicken Nuggets podcast. I know you're kind of new new to the beat, though. So what, what can you tell us what's been going on with the Warriors? They almost I literally was sweating that game two nights ago. I think we were talking about it yesterday. I like sweating a second string Warriors team is frustrating to me when I'm watching Tori Craig party in Orlando, party in Miami, and then still beat Miami today. I was like, what are we, like I'm stressing over a second string Warriors team over here. And now they got to play the Warriors again tomorrow. So what, you know, what happened in the Clippers game and what do you think Nuggets fans can expect tomorrow night on the Nuggets second night of a back-to-back? Well, uh, first things first, Chicken Nugget Podcast, that makes me very hungry. Um, you know, secondly, thanks for having me on. I'm happy to be here. What happened with the Warriors last night? Um, I mean, it was day and night compared to how they've been playing as of late. I mean, lately they've been, you know, struggling defensively, you know, simple breakdowns, coming off the strong side, shooters, like no help on drivers, can't protect the paint. And offensively, guys haven't been knocking down shots. They've been extremely inefficient. Um, maybe not extremely, but they've been fairly inefficient, especially from your stars like, you know, you know, a guy like Andrew Wiggins. Um, and there hasn't been, you know, and also as of late, there hasn't been a lot of, you know, synergy in the second unit, you know, maybe, you know, outside the last couple of games. But um, I think the biggest thing last night is it was kind of just like a perfect storm, you know, maybe call it the Jackie Moon effect. Uh, Will Ferrell showing up pregame to, get Clay Thompson and Steph Curry going. And I mean, I guess it worked. I mean, last night you got 20 points out of Clay Thompson, 20 and you got 21 points from, you know, rookie Jonathan Kaminga, um, 20 points from Jordan Poole. And the thing is that that's the thing the Warriors have been missing. Um, they've been missing games when everyone is on. And that's kind of how it felt like yesterday. Um, the ball movement was crisp. Guys are knocking down shots, but more than more than anything, they were guarding. I mean, they held the Clippers to 97 points, and they've been giving up 120-plus like the last couple games, and, and that's just a big step forward for this team. And Yeah, it's against a Clippers team that's pretty depleted. No Paul George, no Kawhi Leonard. Um, really just a team full of role players out there trying to you know make something happen and make it work. But, you know, considering how the team's been playing as of late, you know, it has to be seen as a step forward. Um and, you know, it was, it's, it's really promising to see the Warriors, you know, get it together and have a performance like that, especially when considering um, you got Draymond Green, who's, you know, reportedly going to come back on Monday. You know, James Wiseman's ramping up in the G League. And, you know, according to Steve Kerr, uh, Andre Iguodala is going to be back soon. And, you know, the biggest thing for this team has been trying to weather the storm and figure things out not being complete. And, you know, once this team's whole, it's going to be interesting to see um, what kind of carrier is going to be um, what they did against the Clippers was very promising. I really dead ass, dead ass thought you were going to say, and the, it, it, the perfect storm and all because it was my birthday. And <laughs> you like, gave me like all this deep analysis. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. So I should have opened with happy birthday, by the way, CJ. Thank you. Got to celebrate. Your 28th birthday in Denver. How did Denver treat you, you know, for the short time that you were here? Other than a, a, with the gift of a, a bit of a snowstorm. Uh, Denver treated me well. I got to see a little bit of the city. Um, had some really good company. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was all, all in all a really good night. Um, I had a good time. Uh, it's my second time ever in Denver. Uh, last time I was in Denver was maybe like two years ago. Um, had a friend named Neil Rosenberg, this kid I grew up with. I used to live here, working some IT job out here, and uh, 
saw a little bit of the city then. Um, I was in town uh, covering a U of A football game. They were playing the University of Colorado out in Boulder and, uh, you know, came back into the city that night, hung out with some friends, and it was good. But, uh, you know, last night I got to see the city in a little bit of a different way, and I really enjoyed it. So, uh, good birthday, all in all. Yeah, yeah. And you sold out P.F. Chang's today. You're having all kind of crazy <laughs> adventures. You get to stay even tomorrow. We get, we get to watch the Nuggets play again. That'll be another kind of fun thing that we get to do on your second trip. But um, you, I mean, there were so many things that you said in there that I can't even pick out one to start with because you named many things that they're, that the Warriors are struggling with and they kind of clicked last game. They had five losses before that game. Like, are you, are you thinking that this is going to be like a complete turnaround or is this just, was that just kind of a fluke? I don't necessarily, I don't think it's a fluke. I don't necessarily think it's going to be a complete turnaround. I mean, when you look at that Clippers team, like I said, they're kind of gutted right now. No Paul George, no Kawhi Leonard. Um, The team is really just a bunch of role players out here trying to play hard and make it work. And by playing hard, they've actually been on a little bit of a run lately. But then again, you know, take a look at the Warriors last, what is it? So five, six, take a look at their last seven games. Their two wins are against the Portland Trailblazers and the, and the Los Angeles Clippers, two teams that aren't whole right now, two teams that aren't at full strength. When you play a team like that, you know, performances like that are expected. So my thing with the Warriors is can you do it again against, you know, Thursday night at full strength against, you know, reigning MVP Nikola Jokic? Can you do it on Saturday in primetime against Giannis as a combo? You know, um, that's going to be – that's going to be – really the barometer in terms of is this team really taking steps in the right direction because a lot of the problems they've been having lately i mean that's just not stuff you can necessarily fix overnight even though as elementary as it might sound you know steve kerr's been talking a lot lately about the team just hasn't been executing the fundamentals right um you know things that should come easy right um but you know when you, when you develop bad habits sometimes the easy things don't come as easy you know obviously i don't know how much sense that makes yeah. um for the Warriors, it's going to be all about developing better habits, right? So, I mean, they're going to get another test this Thursday against the Denver Nuggets in Denver. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see if they can carry that over. Because, um, like I said, it's easy to do it against a depleted Clippers team. It's easy to do it against, you know, a, a struggling Portland Trailblazers team that I think just got blown out by 30 or something tonight. I mean, that was ridiculous, but... You know, the biggest issue, in my opinion, the biggest defensive issue the Warriors have been dealing with is limiting points in the paint. You know, although the team wasn't at full strength on Monday, Denver dropped 66 points in the paint. Not only is that ridiculous, it's also unacceptable. So, you know, let's just see. Let's see how this goes. Take a game at a time, you know, and, you know, when it comes to correcting that major issue, here's a perfect chance to do it against, you know, the reigning MVP, a guy who eats down low. Yeah. You think that the Warriors um, care more about Thursday's game in Denver or uh, did you say it's Saturday or Sunday? Uh, Saturday against the Bucks. Saturday against the Bucks, Because, you know, yeah, you're getting the MVP on Thursday. But Denver's a small market team, even though it doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> you know, because it's a big city. But, you know, I feel like there's got to be more hype around Giannis and, and Steph playing each other just because they're, they're the reigning champs. And I, I just wonder, 
we already saw one game this week where Kerr kind of didn't really value this game against Denver, didn't care if they were going to come in with the second unit and just have to lose this game. You know, is does he even care about playing a team like Denver? You know, I don't, you know, considering how, I mean, it's crazy. Despite the Warriors' struggles, I mean, they still have, like, what, the second, third best record in the entire NBA? Yeah. So I don't yeah. want to say that they're overlooking any opponents because, you know, when they're, you're playing the way they're playing, you really can't overlook anyone. But, you know, I think that the Warriors are just looking to develop consistency at both ends. You know, I don't think it really matters who the opponent is. Right now, their biggest opponent in their minds is themselves. Um, so I think they're, they value all these games equally because they're all just more learning opportunities and chances to correct some of the issues they have, you know, with the playoffs right around the corner. Yeah. Um, I asked because one time, you know, I was when I was covering baseball, the Rockies were playing the late like the Dodgers right after they had closed a season where they had been tied to, you know, go, get into the playoffs. So it was very competitive. And I think people in Denver, there were like a couple seasons back to back where like Denver, the Rockies were actually competing with with the Dodgers. And that never happens. Right. Because the Dodgers have way more money in the Rockies and the Rockies ownership doesn't care. And the Dodgers actually want to win. So um, when we were actually competing with them, we were feeling like, you know, we finally had some rivalry. And then when we asked the manager of the Dodgers, he was like, what? No, like, the Rockies aren't our competition. Like if anything, our rivals like the Giants, right? Because that is historic, like a huge historical rivalry. Um, and like, I mean, I appreciate your perspective on it because when I think about Steve Kerr and, and him not bringing the starters or, doing those kind of things that that to me feels like things that teams with a certain amount of privilege, like NBA privilege, right? Like legacy privilege, the Lakers, the Celtics teams who can afford to do that. Um, the Nuggets aren't, aren't a team that do that very often this year. They have like exercised a little bit more, you know, leeway with like rest and Nicola hasn't forced himself to play every game. He, I think he plays when he thinks he really can. The other day he mentioned like, you know, if he can't give his 100% to his team, then he doesn't feel like he should be on the floor. And so if he's not feeling 100%, you know, I think he was having like some stomach stomach issues, then he doesn't want to, he didn't want to come on out and just give like 90% of himself, right? So, which is actually a really, I think, unique perspective on rest that you don't hear that often, right? A lot of guys will talk about like, it's my business, so let me rest when I need rest. And I absolutely think, players should just rest when they when they can and when they want to but we saw with our own eyes the other day at that game um the little girls who were crying because Steph Curry wasn't there you know so it can be tough for fans who don't get the opportunity to see these games as often as we do uh, to have that happen you know so I heard that your your team is flying this little girl out now or something that, like that I, well First, foremost, I have not heard that um, yet. Maybe it's true. I'm new on the beat. What do I know, right? Second second of all, you know, to your point about rest, you know, Spurs coach uh, Greg Popovich used to catch a lot of heat for, you know, resting, you know, Tony Parker, Tim Duncan, his stars, um, you know, late in the season, especially after back-to-backs. And to your, it's exactly what you said. You know, there's hard-paying fans. You know, there's there's fans who pay their hard hard earned money to come watch these stars play. You know, in these other cities, and you know, they may not get another chance to do it. 
you know, that year. But, you know, here's the thing. You know, what Popovich said, and one time a fan wrote Popovich, and what Popovich said was, look, like, I understand where you're coming from, but at the end of the day, I have to do what's right for the San Antonio Spurs. Um, and here's the thing. It's a long NBA season. It's a long NBA season, and I don't think Kerr resting his, you know, is his core three against Denver on Monday was any sign of disrespect. I mean, they they played they played what f- four straight road games, three or four straight road games, and then you know because the if anyone blamed the NBA, right, this, this crazy schedule, you know, plopping in this Denver makeup game, are you right right at the end of a long road trip, and then you know go home and have to come right back to Denver. I mean, like, you know, this is the worst team that was exhausted heading into the All-Star break. There's been so many guys who've had to exert more energy and expand their roles with Draymond out, with uh, Andre Udala out, with James Wiseman out. You know, guys have had to do more, and that's really weighing on them. And I guess the thing is, you know, like I said, the Warriors are, they're, you know, barring a catastrophic meltdown. I mean, I'm talking about they lose every single game in the year. The Warriors are going to make the playoffs. So I think right now that's where their head's at. Uh, I don't think it was any disrespect, but Kerr's like, my guys need rest. We're going to need them later in the season. So, you know, this is a game where we can put our young guys out there, see what we have, um, you know, see how these guys can contribute to the rotation. And, you know, and, you know, we'll take it how it is. Right. Um, Best for the Warriors, right? Exactly. Just doing what is best for the Warriors. I don't think it was necessarily any time of disrespect. Um, there's definitely a lot of back and forth um, between uh, Michael Malone and Steve Kerr uh, over the past week in terms of who has it worst. You know, I know I actually asked Steve Kerr, I was like, you know, how do you think this rescheduled game affects both teams? He was like, oh, we have it a lot worse. So there's definitely been a lot of, you know, back and forth. But at the end of the day, um, if you're going to blame anyone, blame the league. And for, you know, those fans who are upset, they can watch Stephen Curry and Clay Thompson on Monday. Well, hey. Now they got another chance to do it on Thursday. To be totally clear about it, the Nuggets have it worse because now they've played the Warriors. Um, then they played Sacramento tonight. They're gonna ha- and they got to play the Warriors again tomorrow. So now they 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 and the first time they played the Warriors two nights ago. Or th- now I'm losing track of my nights because it's very late tonight. <laughs> um, it's but- not that late. Come on. It's it's this is Denver. You got you guys stay up. This is we Denver. We don't stay up. We don't. This is the Mile High City. People are on a thousand. Mile and I'm not talking about the elevation. <laughs> so yeah, they played them on Monday night, and that was a back to back second night. And they got to play them tomorrow again, second night of a back to back. They've also played like the Jazz every every time they played the Jazz this season. It was on a second night of a back to back. How is that like giving you a good perspective on what the Nuggets are able to do against a team like the Jazz or a team like the Warriors when we're always facing them at a disadvantage like that? It's it's definitely the Nuggets have it worse. That's all I got to say about it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's uh, it's apples to oranges. It's he said, she said, I guess in the literal sense right now, but uh. You know, it's all it's all based on you know perspective, man. Teams are in different places over the course of an 82 game NBA season, and you know, of course, you know each side is going to believe that you know one has it worse than the other. But at the end of the day, like I said, if you're going to blame anyone, blame the league, blame the people who are making these schedules, 
because, you know, they should have had more foresight to know that, you know, this is a lot, this is a lot for any team. It doesn't matter who you are. And, uh, you know, um, you know, unfortunately the teams who play are the, are, are the people who have to deal with it. No, I'm just jealous that your coach will actually let players rest when they need rest or force <laughs> like in, in, even ask a player to rest you. Right. I think Malone has mentioned that he's asked Nicola to rest before. And Nicola was like, no, nah, I don't think so. But I guess the thing is, like, Denver's further down the seedings, you know? Like, you know, no matter how you spin it, which like, is the Warriors why are going to be a top-four seed, you know? Like, Denver can mess around and, you know, Denver can mess around down the stretch and potentially miss the playoffs altogether. I mean, that's how tight the race is in, in the Western Conference. So if you're a team like Denver, I mean, maybe you really can't afford to take a rest right now. The Warriors, they're in a little better position. So, you know, with the victors comes the spoils. That's true. That's that's true. But I guess I feel like they even they need the rest even more, you know, because of the fact that the position that they're in in the standings and the fact that it is going to be an uphill battle because of where they're at. You know, um, that being said. Tomorrow night, they take on the Warriors again, but they're going to have to take on Steph and the full the full team other than Draymond. Thank goodness, because I think that would really just break them. Um the Nuggets tonight against Sacramento honestly played fairly well in the first half. I thought they played pretty good. Um, they made some really bad mistakes going into the half, which kind of set them up for a bad third quarter. But they squeak out a win, right? And Jokic goes off. I mean, he did some crazy, crazy shit. Did you you watch the highlights, right? You saw those those. Moves. I did. I was like, dude is unstoppable, and the fact that he's done it, like he did. The back to last back to back, you know, and then had one day off and is doing this tonight, you know, it's just he's incredible. Uh, um, but I'm seeing some like signs of fatigue, I think, in the team. Like, you know, you're starting to see them miss a lot of free throws, not just one guy, even Nicola's missing free throws, you know, um, kind of making big mistakes, like foul wise. Austin Rivers had a foul, like with like four seconds left right before the half for no reason is clearly a foul. Then they argue it and turns it around. They're not going to give them free throws. It's not on the shot. They call it on the floor, but then Austin like is chirping just for the sake of it gets a technical, you know, said it kind of making these simple mistakes of that are that to me demonstrate, like we're tired, we're aggravated, we're ir easily irritable. And I mean, they've had a lot of technicals this year, just going between the last few games. The Pelicans game had like four or five technicals. Tonight's game had two technicals. Coach Malone got a technical after Austin Rivers got a technical again. You know, like I've, it's just starting to get a little bit out of hand, and I think that that's a real sign of, of fatigue, which is why I think your Warriors are going to get a win tomorrow. What do you suspect? You know, fatigue is definitely a factor. Um you know, like you said, it can't be ignored. The the road uh, Denver's had, you know, leading up to Thursday night's game, and you know the Warriors starters, you know, they got the rest, and you know they're coming off of a, you know, a well. It seemed like they were pretty well rested, uh, you know, last night against the Clippers. But you know, when you got a when you got the reigning MVP and Nikola Jokic, you know, down low in the paint, I mean, he's the ultimate equalizer. You know, how well the Warriors do tomorrow will solely be dependent on how well they can contain that man. 
Um, they can do a good job balling them up and balling him up, and they're going to have a great chance to win. You know, it's as simple as that. Um, you know, if they move the ball as well as the reserves did um, on Monday, you know, they're the Warriors, man. They should have a pretty good shot to win. Um, you know, when you throw into the you know the fatigue factor of it all, you know, that gives them even more of an advantage. But you know, like I said, when you got a guy down low like the Joker, I mean, anything is the game can really go either way because. You know, that's a guy who can you know go for go for a 30 40 point triple double at the drop of a hat you know at a moment's notice um so really you know when you got a guy like Nikola Jokic I mean really anything is possible and you know that's what makes the Nuggets such a dangerous team you know especially when it comes to postseason play I don't think the Warriors necessarily you know want to see a team like Denver in the playoffs you know solely because of Jokic I don't think Denver I don't think you know, the Warriors want to see, you know, Minnesota in the playoffs because of Carl Anthony Towns. You know, like I said, the Warriors have a really tough time defending the paint. And, you know, until Draymond Green comes back, that's going to be a glaring weakness. And so far, teams have taken full advantage of it. Yeah, I mean, I know that the, the Warriors have been like a top defense all year long. Um, I think Malone said tonight, like, that his team is top three over the last 13 games, top three in offense and top seven in defense. But I think the defense will really come into play in tomorrow's game. Well, I'm thinking about Monday, right? They played they played a zone on Monday. And I'm just – I guess I'm wondering, do you think they're going to play zone again tomorrow night or was that just kind of a, a, a tactic that they used because they were with the second unit? I think they're going to man up and, you know, send multiple bodies at Jokic. You know, they'll try to trap him down the block, make him into a passer. Even though it's kind of just like pick your poison, you know. Do you want him to carve you up in the, you know, carve you up in the lane, or do you want him to carve you up as a passer? You know, finding all those open shooters on the perimeter. Um, I think, you know, although the Nuggets bench hasn't been playing well as as of late, you know, it's definitely a strength for them. And you know, when Jokic is bottled up like that, he's finding guys on the perimeter. They're knocking down shots. I mean, Denver's a lot to deal with. I, I think tonight the Kings were like sending like three bodies at him, sometimes four. It's just crazy kind of what he's been doing. And honestly, that was that was another sign of fatigue, you know, just missing those open shots. A lot of the guys tonight, Aaron Gordon had a kind of a not a bad night, but it wasn't a one of his better nights. You know, he slowed down in the second half, didn't have any points in the third quarter. Jeff Green missed tonight's game because his daughter was born. He had a I think they said a daughter. So a baby was born. and then, Congratulations to Jeff Green. Yes, Uncle Jeff having another child. Props to all the parents in the world because I'm, I'm cool with just my dog. That's, that's <laughs> for me. Um, and then they lost Will Barton and, and Bones Highland to some, some sprains. I don't know if you noticed that, but Bones left the game uh, against the Warriors. And then um, Will also kind of sprained his ankle in that game. So... Lost both those guys for that game as well. Hopefully we get a couple or maybe one of them back for, for tomorrow's game. I but- just want everyone healthy so both of these coaches can calm down and we can actually see who's a better team at relatively full health. Yeah. I think it'll be a really good good game. I'm going to give you the lines, okay? You tell me what you think. So the Nuggets are actually underdogs tomorrow, right now at least, as of right now. The line could is subject to move, right? But they're two and a half point underdogs, meaning that they could lose by two 
or less and you would win that bet or you could bet the warriors minus two and a half which means they'd have to win by three or more to win your bet who are you taking warriors minus two and a half or denver plus two and a half it's tough man (laughs) that's tough uh you know I'm going to go with the Warriors, man. I'm going to go with the Warriors to come off a really strong win. Um, they seem to have their confidence back. Um, it's a win they desperately needed. Um, if anything, Monday's game served as inspiration for the guys who did sit out to kind of see that, you know, this is the level of energy and, you know, enthusiasm and execution they have to play at. Um, I think it spoke volumes. Um, and I think guys are receptive. And I think the Warriors will be able to, you know, you know, coming to Denver to, tomorrow and get a little win streak going, you know, after losing five in a row. Yeah. Denver's won five of their last six and their four, last four. So I kind of could see it being a, being a spot that they, they maybe drop the ball a little bit. I think it'll be competitive. Um, but I would, I would also, just because the line's so small, I'd take the Warriors to probably cover that. Um, and, of course, because we don't know if we have all of the nuggets available right now. The total, 221. So combined scores by the end of the game, 221 points. So what do you think? you think you guys are going to go – are the teams going to go over or under that 221 total? I think it's going to go over. I think it's definitely going to go over. Um, like I said, you know, yesterday's win against the Clippers was more of an outlier. Um, you know, rather than, you know, what the team's been doing lately. Um, they've been giving up a lot of points. And, you know, a diff- like I said, a defensive performance like that against the Clippers is almost expected. Um, I think it's to be a different story tomorrow night in Denver, playing on the road, you know, against a home team whose offense has been, you know, pretty humming as of late. Um, but I also think the Warriors are going to score a lot of points because in all of their losses, they've scored, I think they've scored over 110 points or, Definitely over 105 points in like all the losses. So you know they're going to get buckets. But the question is, are they going to be able to defend? Are they going to be able to get stops? Um, you know, playing on the road that might prove to be a little difficult. Um, so I, I will, I'll go with that. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think I agree with you too. Like I, I feel like it's going to go over too. They're averaging 111 points right now on offense, and the Nuggets are averaging 112. So right there, you already like it already is over if it was an average. And I know for a fact that the Nuggets are going to be tired. So I don't think there's going to be great defense. And because of just like what we've already talked about, you know, some of the struggles that the Warriors are having, I feel like Denver will probably capitalize on that as long as Nicola gets some rest. They're flying back right now. So they probably won't get until like 3 a.m. Like, there's tons of advantage for the Warriors to take this win tomorrow. If they don't, man, like. Hey, look, the Warriors have the Warriors got to travel. Uh, the Warriors have to travel today, too. Yeah. Oh, okay. What's just, up? I, I'm just saying, they had, the Warriors have to travel today, too. Jet lag, it's jet lag. <laughs> that's true. That's true. And they're coming to altitude, right? So, like, there's factors. And at least, you know, at least the Nuggets are coming home. The Warriors got to go back on the road. This will be their what? This will be their this will be like I don't know. This will be like their 
They've been playing a lot of games on the road, okay? All right, I'm no mathematician. That's why I'm a journalist. They've been playing a lot of games on the road. They've played a lot of games away from Chase Center as of late. It's it's pretty tough on them, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, we could keep going because I could tell you, you know what, every team's played a lot of games on the road this year, CJ. That's the thing. I mean, it's just like like, like I said, it's, it's, it's not worse. No one team has it worse than the other. The grind of an NBA season is it spares no one, you know. And you know, right, right. You know, Steve Kerr said they're going through it right now, but so is everyone else. And yeah. you know, it's facts. No, that's true. And it's just kind of it feels like I think, at least for me, it's been like even longer. You know, just with all the pandemic and everything, the back the seasons kind of backing up to each other a little bit more, feeling like there's no break in between really after this Warriors game the Nuggets have Philadelphia on Monday I'd love to hear your take on MVP Joel Embiid Jokic who you're taking that's how we'll wrap up the show tonight between those two guys um unless you I have mean, a right Joel, candidate I mean Joel's been on such a tear I mean I don't know if it was like the month of January or February, but this guy was scoring 30 points per game. Um, you know, the Sixers were surging, you know, kind of positioning themselves towards the top of the Eastern Conference, all without the services of one Ben Simmons, you know. Um, you know, when the James Harden acquisition was made, a lot of people thought that that was going to, you know, take away from Embiid's production, but in actuality, it's actually made him more effective. I mean, I remember seeing a quote with Embiid saying, you know, I've never been this open in my life. And, you know, that's just kind of how it is. And you got, got a guy like James Harden that just has so much gravity to him and, like, draws so many defenders. Um, but, I mean, what Jokic is doing is it's, it's just special, man. Um, I mean, he might be even better than he was last season when he won the MVP. Um, it's tough. It's tough. It really is tough right now. But um, if I had to choose between those two guys, I'd probably go with Jokic because I think, you know, he means more to what the Nuggets do right now um, as opposed to Embiid, who now has the help of a James Harden. Um, you know, I feel like Jokic has to do more by himself. I think he affects the game in more ways. Embiid um, is really just a, you know, you know, a great defensive presence. And I won't say just, you know, as in like, you know, it's, it's not the way he does isn't significant, but you know, Jokic can affect the games, the game in a lot more ways, especially offensively. So I've I've had the cheese between the two. I'm going to go with Nikola. Yeah. Well, thank goodness you've seen the light then CJ. I'm you can, we can still be friends since (laughs) we answered that question correctly. No, I'm just kidding. Obviously, hey, that was that that was an objective answer. Okay. I appreciate that. Yes. Um, and you know what? Like it's important that people like you exist because a lot of times I meet other people who, you know, do what we do, cover teams from other cities, and it's like they're like, Oh yeah, we don't talk about your team at all. Like Nicola who? And I'm like, huh. What? What are we talking about? We're talking about the MVP? Are we all are we talking about the same guy? Like <laughs> so you know and like even on the on the Dan Levitard show the other day like Stu Gatz was like oh yeah you would never want to build a team around Nikola Jokic and I'm like what are we talking about right now like literally this whole team is constructed around this guy 
we're hoping over here as Nuggets fans are hoping, you know, we get, you guys are getting Draymond back. We're hoping to get um, MPJ back um, soon. And then, and then potentially, you know, Jamal, especially with what, with what Nicole is doing. I think that there's like, that he just kind of this last, this week, he's just kind of surging a little bit in a way that I'm, I'm just very impressed with him. And so I, I wonder, you know, if MPJ is like itching to get back on the court, especially based on what we saw from Woj last week. So I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Man. I mean, yeah, like I guess, I guess you now final thought, you know, to your point, I mean, the Nuggets have been playing well without Michael Porter Jr., without Jamal Murray. I mean, when those guys get back, they're going to be a lot to handle. Yeah, hopefully they'll have enough time to get like a little bit of chemistry because – they haven't played at all this season, really, you know, like Draymond has a little bit and it's not been out that long. So, so we'll have to see, but either way, man, one of us is going to have to face the Suns. And I think that's where the buck stops. probably. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with you on that. <laughs> well, thank you for being on, man. I'm so glad that we got a chance to do this and have a great day. Hey, thank you so much. Uh, Thank you for having me uh, anytime. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.